Did your heart just beat? Okay, then praise God. Join us in prayer and fellowship in the name of Jesus. We would love to pray with you and for you in faith. God is an amazing God. His word lasts forever, and I believe you will be blessed as we all fellowship in the name of Jesus Christ. I call this Break the Curse. Today I'm going to be reading in Acts chapter 8, verses 5 through 11. Amen. Philip in Samaria. Philip went down to the city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with Shrek's impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Now going to Simon the Sorcerer, verse 9. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people in Samaria. He boasted that he, was, that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave their attention to him and, and, and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. Amen. Now, listen to this. I want to break this. I want to break this down. When being attacked, know that the Lord is with you, just as he was with Philip. And so think about this. Being persecuted should bring us to a closer relationship with God. It might be that God is trying to get us out of a curse or keep us from walking into a curse. God will light a fire in you like he did Philip when he was in Samaria. You see, Simon the sorcerer had the whole city captive by his demons, and they were in that whole city. If you read Acts chapter 8, starting at verse 5, I read from the New Living Translation earlier, but if you can read it in different versions and stuff, you will see that God will put you in places where he needs a fire to burn some stuff up. You see, but we have to be close to God because he knows that if we ain't right or tight in Christ, these demons will beat us up like Mike Tyson did people in the 90s. We need to be like we need to, we need not to be lukewarm because lukewarm water is just not satisfying. You think those demons that we are fighting during our spiritual warfare attacks are lukewarm? You'll be crazy to think that they come ready for battle. We have to be on fire and burning to tell people about our Lord and rebuke demons and fight the fight of faith. I want you to think about this. Think about Simon the sorcerer was one man and he had the whole he had all of Samaria captive. You think he wasn't you think he was lukewarm? Um, no, he was on 10 or he was turned all the way up, as the young folks say. But Philip was tight in Christ and he was sold up tight in the Lord as we all should be. And he started rebuking and preaching and then demons came out screaming, then paralyzed people got up and started running. You see, Samara went from a worldly joy to a holy joy after Philip came and cleaned that whole city. Philip cleaned the city of all the demons and devils. Even Simon the sorcerer was full of the Holy Spirit and he became a believer and got baptized. All of this happened because the Lord had lit that fire deep within Philip's soul. That fire started down in his feet and consumed him all the way up, up to his head. You see, when we have that spiritual armor on, 
is real and we have to have it on at all times. It has to be like a vacuum seal. We have to be vacuum sealed in Jesus because we have to be without any holes so that the spirit will completely consume us. You can't have any leaks. That is where, you know, because that's where your weak point will be. If you have any leaks or any, you know, if you're if you say you proclaim Jesus, but you're doing something on the side, that's a that's a that's considered a, a weak point or a leak, you know, in your in your spiritual armor. You know, as an engineer, I tend to look at materials like, for example, alloys or metals. And if metal has a small hairline crack, that is where the weak point or that is the that's where it will fail under pressure. We have to look at our armor the same way. And if our armor has any flaws, that is also what's called the weak point. And Satan will attack that weak point until it breaks and Satan can move in. That weak point might be our mind or a specific part of our body or some kind of ache or joint or even our spiritual walk. We will doubt. There are demonic spirits in all places and in all cities. Think about when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. It was one third of an infinite number of angels that was cast out as well. Where do you think they went? In our house, in our city, in our state worldwide. You see, this isn't a game that that we're under. You know, the, the attacks are real, but we have the code to unlock the force that we are being attacked with. That code is the Holy Spirit. But it takes us wanting to be saved as in Acts 1630. The jail guard poses the question to Paul and Silas. What must I do to be saved? Then in verse 31, their response was believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your family will be saved. You see, we have to have that relationship with God. We have to start that. We have to have that reconciliation with God and believe that he is the great I am. He is all things. He is all powerful. He can handle everything because he gave us his spirit. You see what I'm saying? And, and we have to take that and not be weak with it, but be strong and, and, and shrewd and powerful and bold, just like how demons are and the devil is and Satan is and demonic forces. You see, we can't just go around, rah, 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 yay, yay. No, we have, it's a fight that we have. And we have to continually fight. We have to continually be prayed. We have to continually be one with Christ and let the spirit consume us to be able to go out and fight these demons just as Philip did. I mean, we see Philip in Acts chapter eight. He was on fire. He said, I'm not letting this happen. I'm not going to let them mock my Lord. I'm going to take back this city and I'm going to show them the word of God. And Philip, he stayed there for a while. And like I said, he was casting demons. He was preaching. He was laying hands. He was doing all those things. And we can do those same things, too. But it starts with us being sewed up tight. We have to be sewed tight, vacuum sealed in Christ. We have to be that anchor in Christ. Not only just have Christ as a as our as our savior, but have relationship with him. So that we were able to move just like how like how the disciples moved and how they cast out and and did stuff after Jesus had, you know, went up. Ascended into heaven. We have to be bold in the word of God. We really have to. And it goes back to it goes back to us knowing God's word 
and knowing the things that we know about Jesus. And we have to share that. That's how we make disciples, just as just as the disciples made more disciples. And, and, and then in return, the word of God came to us. Think about that. That's where we have to. We have to realize that this is not a game. Satan is not playing. We're always under a spiritual attack. There's things unseen in the spiritual world that, that, like I said, we can't see. But there has to be that that walk, that spiritual guidance with Jesus. We have to look to him. So when we go through our day-to-day things, I mean, we really have to, when we're walking into work, pray before we go in, you know, because we don't know what everybody believes or what people were doing or whatever the case may be, what type of demons they bring with. We have to bring, we have to pray. I pray every day before I walk into my job until I walk into my facility. God, let peace be upon this place in Jesus Christ's name. And I pray throughout the day. Because you don't know what type of demons somebody is doing. I mean, you, you honestly don't know. You might know your co-workers, but you don't know your co-workers. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So that's where we have to boldness as David did when he was going to fight Goliath. Because Goliath was talking about the guy, his God. And, Bo, and David was like, listen, man, I ain't even about to sit here and just for three days and let them just do this. Like, I know God protected me when I, when I was the bear. The lion, I killed him with my bare hands, so this is a man. And I know how I'm tight in Christ. I'm tight in the Lord, so yeah, I'm about to be bold. And, and he took Goliath out. But that's how we have to be. Our Goliaths can be day-to-day stuff. Our, you know, but, but we have to remember the ultimate goal of Satan is to keep us separated from God so we don't get his word, so we don't stay one with him, so that we will ultimately not inherit the kingdom of heaven. But shoot, I ain't going to let that happen to me. My family, we're going to be bold. We're going to teach and preach and tell everybody about the word of God. And then if you don't want to hear it, you can say, you know, I don't want to hear it. I'm going to say, all right, cool. Move on to the next person because I ain't going to spend my time with you when you're saying you don't want it. So we have to we have to have that boldness, that that faith that God will pull us through every situation. But we must be on guard against Satan's clever attacks because the passage of first Timothy I mean, I'm sorry. First Timothy chapter four, one and two say that I urge you all first to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by goodness and dignity. You see what I'm saying? So that's God is telling us to watch out for Satan's attacks. If in first Timothy chapter four, you know, anything that's like. Anything that distorts the message of Jesus, you know, that, that ain't found in the Bible or adding to it or taking away from it. That's that's an attack. That's somebody that's trying to attack and trying to mis, uh, mislead, misguide um, anything that offers a gospel other than Christianity without the cross, without Christ, Jesus dying on the cross. I mean, like, come on now. We already know our, our faith is based off of Jesus dying on the cross, believing in him, that he is the, the true risen king that was prophesied about. So you can't have nothing else talking about this is the gospel that, that don't talk about Jesus dying on the cross. I mean, come on now. That's that's another Satan attack that, that Satan tries to, to put on people. You know, anything that talks about 
the promises of forgiveness without being without repenting. You can't get forgiveness without repenting of something. I mean, that's another that's another attack. And anything, you know, any gospel that presents hope of heaven without the reality of the hell, you can't have heaven without hell. And, and, and that ain't going that ain't going to go. People can't preach. Oh, heaven, 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 not preach hell. That's leading people astray. You know, anything that's a watered down version of the gospel that will give a false assurance, you know, such as teaching of extremely um, hazardous to your spiritual health. Stay away from all of that stuff. You know, just stay away from stuff that's like mediums and psychics and horoscopes and all of this other stuff. All of that stuff is attacks from Satan that people get so involved in. Oh, I'm this. I'm this. This is my sign. That's my sign. Everything going to line up. Man, get out of here with that. That ain't nothing but the same thing Simon the Sorcerer was doing back in Samaria. And that's what Philip came and destroyed all of that stuff. But now it's starting to pop up. It's starting to get big. It's starting to, well, it already been big. Horoscopes, and they in the newspaper, they in all this other stuff. Man, get out of here. Give me the word of God. God going to tell me how things is going to line up. God going to tell me how things is going to be because I'm strong in him. That's how we all have to be. We all have to be. We have to be bold in Christ and watch out for the schemes and tactics of Satan. Satan will put stuff on you. When you get to reading the Bible, you falling asleep. You reading God's word. You, you've been thinking about it all day. You're like, all right, when I get home, I'm going to study. As soon as you get into it, you start falling asleep. That's an attack. That's an attack against the spirit. You see what I'm saying? It's, we have to look at the small stuff. We have to look at us getting irritated, frustrated, frustrated with our spouse, irritated with our spouse. That's Satan wanting to come in, causing division in the household, causing division in our marriage. Anything that can keep him, from, keep us from going to bed happy. If we go into bed mad, Satan, he working on us all night long. That's the scripture right there. Don't go to sleep mad at each other. I mean, that's me paraphrasing, but that's 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 the word. Don't let the sun go down on, with you having anger. That's the scripture. What do you think? Why do you think God said that? Because Satan works certain Satan attacks. So we have to be bold. We have to be, you know, we have to be strong in God's word. And that takes reading his word, talking, fellowshipping, being with people, most importantly, praying with God, spending that time with God for him to reveal stuff to you. And you might not be the best. You might not want to say nothing because to other people about the word because you don't know all of the Bible. You don't know, you know, certain stories and stuff like that. Man, that's a start. You can say what you know and then start speaking and reading once you start helping other people, once you dig deeper into it. But the word of God, you can let them know that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. You know that. So we have to be bold. We have to be we have to have that same mentality of being attacked that we that we are attacked with from Satan that we use on him and his demons and his and his his army. Because if we if we let him get into our mind, he can control our whole body. Anywhere where we can get into, if we can let him get into our heart, he can control our whole body. That's where we have to think about the small stuff, the, the little day-to-day stuff that we don't think nothing of. I mean, it, it's from your thought process to the way you live to the way you talk. All of that can be manipulated by Satan and his demons. Think about the man that was in the cemetery. The two, actually, the, the Bible says it was men, so that means more than one. There was two men in the cemetery when Jesus came off the boat and they, and they met him after they came rushing at him and him and his disciples and they knew who he was. And they said, are you here to torment us already? 
please throw us in the pigs. Send us into the pigs. And, and they, Jesus said, what is your name? He said, we are legions, for we are many. There was over 2,000 demons in these men. 2,000 demons. Satan is not playing. We have to be bold as, as, as he is. There were 2,000 demons. That's why it's called legions. Legions means many, thousands. So they went, Jesus cast them into the pigs. And they took the pigs over the cliff. The demons drove the pigs over the cliff and drowned. But I want you to think about that. In any one person, there was 2,000 demons. Let that sit in. Satan is not playing. Satan is attacking us for real. And we have to attack him and take the things back that he stole from us. Our peace, our happiness, our joy, our family, our blessings, our miracles. How do we do that? By having a relationship with God and being bold. Not today, Satan. In Jesus Christ's name, I rebuke you. In Jesus Christ's name, by the blood of Jesus. Pray for one another. Keep praying for one another. Keep praying and laying hands and fellowshipping. That's how you get bold. That's how you build disciples. That's how you get an army bigger than what Satan got. That's how you grow Christianity. But it starts with you. So if everybody starts that, everybody, like I said, don't have to be a Bible scholar. But spend that time with the Lord. He'll reveal stuff to you that you never knew. Stories that you've never read. Things that you've never heard of in the Bible that's happening today. So that's where we have to be bold. Look at read through the Bible, read your word and, and, and gain closer fellowship with the Lord. And he'll reveal stuff to you and then you will become as bold. I know. And, and the thing is, like when people don't know a whole lot about something, they tend to shy back because it's more people that know more than what they know. So if you are new or something like that or new at, at, an, at anything or if you don't have as much experience, you tend to shy back and let the people that have more experience speak up or do the things. But that's that's not the case with the word of God. The word of God is you. You had a revelation that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You, he died for your sins to be reconciled with God. You want to live for him. You got baptized when you was a kid or adult or whenever you got baptized. And then you turned around being baptized. You, you, you wanted to have a outward sign of an inward change. You changed your heart. So you want to get baptized to show everybody, look, I belong to Jesus. That's what being baptized is. Giving your life to God, changing your ways, asking God for reconciliation, asking God for repentance, going to him in repentance. Asking for his covering and his blood and his spirit to be in you. That's the first step. And then you can go out and tell people about the word of God, about Jesus Christ being my savior. Look, you can give your testimony. Where you was from, where you what, where, where God pulled you out of to where you are today. But it has to be a boldness. It's like we look in the news, we see. Everything in the news going on, stuff that's just happening. We got stuff going on in our own cities, our own states, our kids' schools. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. We got schools teaching kids about yoga, but can't teach them. But they can't celebrate their birthdays because they don't want to offend other cultures. They can't say the, the, 
thank you, Jesus. They can't talk about God, but they teaching them about yoga, which is meditating in other, you know, other another form. No, it's only one way to meditate. And that's in the word of God. That's praying. It ain't you ain't getting no power from meditating to Buddha or nothing else like that. No, that's and that's where we got to take a stand. That's where, you know, we see so much stuff going on and we just like, oh, man, that's a shame. No, that's the devil. That's Satan. That's 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 just Satan and his demons having a, a, a field day. And we got to be turned up for Jesus. Like we can't let this stuff happen. We seeing. I mean, it's so crazy that it's it's churches that's pastors is gay and letting gay marriages happen in the church like like for real like for, this is this is where we this is where we're at we have to have a boldness for Christ things have to change and it has to start with us the believers in the word of God and Jesus Christ but if we just stand there and be like oh man that's messed up that is just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse like we already see the 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 LGBT I don't even know what they call now. We already see they fighting for rights, they fighting for this, they fighting for that, equality, all this other stuff. Going to the women's bathroom, damn man, going to the man's bathroom, damn women, because that's what they want to do. That's all of that is just Satan just working. But we have to be, we have to get back to how Philip was. Philip said, Nah, I ain't gonna let this happen. I don't care. I don't care if you mess up my if my if my if I lose my job. I don't care if I lose out on everything. I'm gonna stand up for Jesus because when I get at, when I get to the gates, he's the only person that's gonna I'm gonna have to stand in front of. So why not stand for him? Because he's he died for me. I mean that's how we got it. That's that's the mindset we have to be in, and we have to teach our children this because as crazy as we see it, they got to grow up in this stuff, and it's gonna be even worse. When they growing up in. But a boldness in Jesus is the key. Satan ain't playing. Satan is, is, is running rampant. All the stuff that's going on. But the church is dwindling away. Not necessarily the church building. The church meaning the people. We are the church. We are the body of the church. And it's just like people turning away. Like for what? Because they don't understand, they don't crack open the word of God and read what it say. That's why they're turning away. They're confused in the word. But if they sat down and had somebody explain it to them, or sat down and prayed first and had an under, and, and wanted an understanding of the Bible, then they would get it. But just because it's like, oh man, I ain't about to do this. Jesus, he was this, Jesus was that. I ain't about to get involved with it. I don't know nothing about it. I'm gonna do what make me feel good. No, that's what Satan wants you to do. You have to be like Stephen. Like, I'm willing to lay my life down right now for Jesus. Martyr. A boldness. That's how we have to be. Not let just anything go. We walking by and see something happen and just... Something that's just off the wall, crazy, going against God. And we don't say nothing. No, that ain't going to fly with me. So I just wanted to uplift y'all and, and put that into your mind about recognizing Satan's tactics, right? recognizing Satan's strategies and know that he's not playing. So why, why should we lay down and, and just take it? No. 
I want everybody to think about how the Lord has blessed you every single day of your life. From the time you laid down to the time you woke up every day, the Lord has blessed you. That's thankfulness. That's giving. That's like, God, wow. You blessed me all these days of my entire life. You kept me. So we got to break the curses. We got to break this. We got to come together and, and intercede, pray fast together to break these curses that's going on in this world. The curses that you that you think that you that you are, are cured from, but you about to walk right into because the devil is setting traps right now. So we got to understand these things and know and recognize we can't just look at stuff as face value, but look at the underlining issue of what it is. So think about that. Think about I want you guys to start thinking about into the day to day activities, stuff that happens and, and look at what it at work, look at what it truly is. It's not just a misfortune or oh, that's an accident or this or that, but recognize what it is and see that how your mind would change and be renewed from looking at stuff differently. Thank you. God bless you.